I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a super duper guest today. I got Mr. Steve Pemberton, who is really, well, quite frankly, this guy is an expert uh, at real estate, man. If you if you have an idea or you've done a way to get leads or get commissions in real estate, chances are Steve has done it as well. Or if you're curious whether something works or doesn't, Steve probably is the guy to kn- that knows, and he is a guy in the trenches every day today. So I'm excited for today's guest. So without further ado, Steve, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hi, Pat. Nice to be here. Hey, Steve, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Okay. I've uh, I've been in real estate for 38 years. I'm in my 39th year. I started in real estate in 1978. I was 22 years old. My wife and I had moved from Michigan to Minnesota, a suburb of Minneapolis, and started when we were 22. Found that uh, I did when we first moved here. I was interviewing with with blue chip companies and going to work for them, and had left a job with a with a blue chip company making next to no money at all, eleven thousand four hundred dollars a year. And I was their top salesperson at twenty one. Decided I wasn't being paid enough, and we decided to move to Minneapolis. And we did. Walked into the first broker's office we came to that said they had been in business since 1899 and thought, well, that's a good place to start. So we did, we got hired. Boom. Just like that. Okay. So the path of least resistance, the lowest barrier to entry, real estate, (laughs) (laughs) same way that I got in. All right. So um, let's talk about today and then we're going to go back and we're going to find out, you know, how you've climbed the ranks here over 39 years. I don't know if I've had anybody on the show um, that's been that long. I I think I have, but uh, very close, very close. So, all right. So, uh, you know, like how many houses did you sell last year, Steve? 135. This year should be 200. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, 135. And what was your ECI, Steve, your ego <laughs> commission income? Uh, we had, we had gross sales of 35 million and the ECI was about a million 90,000. Okay. So let's say 1.1 mil. What was your yeah. profit margin? 
Uh, profit margin last year would have been about two hundred thousand max, and it's. I'm still. We're we're still looking at those numbers right now, but uh, it would be very close to that number. So you you netted two hundred. That includes we're, like a, a salary, your commissions, everything. Yes. Okay. 200,000. So about 20, a little less than 20%, about 18%, something like that, right? Right. Okay. And tell me where your business is coming from. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And, and so in, in prior years, my, my profit margin would be much higher. What, what's happened is in the, in the last, I'll say nine months, uh, my son joined me and well, first let me let me tell you a little bit about the my organization. I, me, we know that I've been in real estate for a very long time. I've got uh, two what I call senior level partners, and the the senior senior level partners. One would be my son, who's thirty years old. His name is Parker, same last name, and then Nicole Junker, who is another partner of mine, and she's been with me for five years. Started out as my assistant, and then. She moved from that to becoming a salesperson, and she's done incredibly well. My son has joined me since last June. Since last June, the return on uh, investment would be lower because I moved into, in a very large way, online leads. And in the past, the online lead business that I've subscribe to, whether it's Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, was, I don't want to say minimal, but perhaps for at, at my income level, it would be minimal. So today, that number has grown dramatically, and, and the spend that we have for online leads today is about $10,000 to $12,000 monthly. Jeez. Okay, this this is good because th there's a lot of, of conversations that come up here that people need to think about and talk about. And and I hear a right. lot of things here. So I want to go I want to go deep two two ways here. The first way is I want to talk about, you know, bringing your kids in the business and the second way I want to talk about the deficit that some agents are facing like yourself. Uh, sure. um, with online lead spend versus ROI return on investment. So first of all, like I have talked to several big teams, Craig Northrup from Long and Foster in Maryland being one of them, sure. whose mother gave the business to him. And then he started allowing, you know, his kids into the business. And he, he, he does it a lot differently. He, his mother kind of, like gave it to him and it gave him uh, a start and allowed him to make a lot of money in the beginning. And then, but then he's brought his kids in and he's making them work harder for the money. Okay. Right. Than his mother did to him. Like, like his, like they have to work hard, which I believe is the right way, you know, make them work hard so that they earn it and they learn it. But there's other people and it sounds like you may be one of them who are bringing their kids in and then allowing their kids to make more money than them, you know, to out like Craig's mom, Elaine, she said, uh, she would been on the show several times. She said, Hey, you know, I told Craig, you know, when he makes more money than me, he can have the biz. And so that incentivized him to just make more money than her. And then he took off. And so are you kind of doing the same thing where you like, you know, your profit margins very low. So is it, is it because your kids make are making so much? 
Well, there's there's a little bit of that, but what I've done too is is I've tried to create a layer that that creates enough incentive for them to want to be here for a long time. What I don't I don't number one I don't like turnover. I mean, none of us like turnover. If you have good people, good people will leave if if they if they can do what I do. And that's what they want is to build their own team. They're going to leave. There's nothing you can do. So what I try, what I've tried to do is I've tried to create a layering system. And I, and frankly, I, I work for Cobalt Banker, so I don't, I don't really know the KW model. But people tell me what I've done is a little bit like that, whereby I'm the lead. I'm the guy that started it. I'm the guy that has the name recognition. And as a result of that, like for example, Nicole, um, one of my partners, when she came along, she went from being in. Uh, being an assistant and then part-time she got licensed and helped her get licensed and so as a result of that I then I created her business for her so, so what I allowed so her to do, you, do do you work currently in the business absolutely you do okay yeah so you do your own, you do your own deals and they do their own deals yeah and and what happens is then this then the, the splits that we do based on the deals that I give them that remains constant it, it, that doesn't change. Then they also have incentives where in their own business, once they reach a certain level and I received a certain amount uh, at that point, then they received the vast majority of it. Okay. And I'm fine. And I'm fine with that. The vast majority. Okay. So, okay. So let's, um, let's talk about this. So five years, six years ago, you've been doing yeah. this a long time or, right. or let's say 10 years ago before your kids were in the business with you, what was the highest profit margin that you had? Like the amount of money that you earned and, you know, did a tax return on it and said, this is much. Well, money, I, you know? I, I've, I've told people the story that it, I think it was 19, it was 1998, 1998. I, I was, uh, at that time you didn't have teams. Okay. So it, it, maybe you were a team back then, but <laughs> basically, basically 1998. Yeah, 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 right. There was less teams. Yeah. There was, there was now very, people have teams before they even sell a damn house. Exactly. Right. So, uh, so, um, so, all right. So, so 1998, my, my, I have four sons that are all grown now. They were, they were all at home and some were quite little at the time. And so in 1998, I had, uh, I was in the, I was number 10 for Cobalt Banker nationally for unit sales. And, um, that, that year I had, I had two full-time assistants and I had a buyer rep that would help me with business, but I was, all of the business essentially came from me. So that's that's migrated from that to what I have now, which is to try and bring. Other what, you, what you what, what was your what, how much money did you make that year? Nine hundred ninety three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. And, and you probably and I, kept about nine fifty of it, right? I I kept a lot. I <laughs> I, I, I probably I mean if if I think back realistic, I probably kept four hundred thousand of that number, and maybe a little more. Probably more because if you you know if you don't have to split it with your team and you just have your broker split and the broker was probably back in those days it was probably a seventy thirty or sixty forty split so you probably uh, yeah you mine, was little, mine was a little better than that but but anyway at, at that time Pat I was an enormous advertiser so I mean print media because the internet really was so young that, that oh yeah so you were spending money on newspapers and a stuff. lot and okay. mail and yeah. so let's say you make close to five hundred G's. Yeah. By yourself as a solo agent. But here's the thing, you know, you want to get, you want your kids to do well. Right. So it's kind of like you don't, you know what I mean? Like, um, you, it's sort of like you giving them the family business to, to run slowly. 
right? Rather than here, here's the family business after I die. Here it is. You're kind of giving it to them slowly. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, here's how it's worked out in the last nine months. If that is nine months, if my math is either eight or nine months, but anyways, in the last nine months, since my son Parker has come, here's what, here's what has happened. I've gone from, from, uh, from spending essentially with Zillow, uh, $1,200 a month to 10,000 plus another two. So we'll call it 12,000. So, I mean, my, my spend has been 10 times. You're going, you're, you're, you're going happy with it. Yep. It very. And so, but what's happened is my son Parker is the one that has actually come to me with, with idea after idea after idea. And I said, look, I've done this stuff. It doesn't work. He said, no, no, no. (laughs) I think he said, I think I can make it work in his first six months. He sold 60 homes. And wait a minute, those, wait, 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 yeah, wait, you heard back. me right. Yeah, so, heard so, right. in his first six months, he sold, he sold 60, 60 homes. homes. Yeah, it Just, might be 58, but it's it's 60 probably as of today. Yeah, and, and okay, so like, tell me like what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it, he's an outlier. Um, he is, um, he's the real deal. He, he's he's what I was 30 some years so ago. How's he, how did he, what did he do? First thing that he did is he looked at, he looked at guys like you. He looked at, he looked at every online podcast. He's found his favorites. He is, uh, he has, he has brought Tom Ferry in as a coach. He has developed systems, lead follow-up systems that I haven't even heard of that he's utilizing on a daily basis. Here's the part that is really interesting. He is I don't know where he fits nationally, but I know it's in a very, very small number of people within Zillow. His online lead conversion with Zillow, every six phone contacts, he sells a home. How? Okay, so wait, wait a minute. Because the Zillow leads are terrible. They're generally like, uh, I mean, the, from, from the lead leads. Like not necessarily the listing leads, but the buyer leads, right? You generally have to go through. Uh, I think it's sixty to get to one. Um, I'd have to go back he, and and look at. You the, are you are probably correct. How did he go? How did he? You know, how did he sift? How do you do that? Yeah. He, he's that good. What happens is this, and and the the story that I that I told on a, on another show was was basically this, and and this really sums it up. I'm in Starbucks getting a cup of coffee. And, uh, I've got this, this espresso drink that I like. And I go over there and I, I, I'm my, my phone rings and I know it's Zillow. It's my 400 number that tells me it's them. So I know I've got four rings before the call goes into the concierge mode and, or, uh, moves down the line to how, who I've designated, whether it's Nicole first and Parker second or Parker first and Nicole second, my, my teammates. And then I've got two more teammates that just joined us in the last couple of months but anyway yeah yeah so it drops down into oh, the phone so so, so, so it, it goes to you to, first yeah well it, it it depending upon the area and the price range it's, it's like an uber call it's like an uber yeah. call for an uber driver right yeah pretty much it is and and so essentially if if, if the call is beyond four i i'm getting it automatically if it's less than that and then you've goes, set this up how did you set this up well we set it up with zillow with the filtering system that okay we so you work with zillow through the filtering system yeah. Every call, let's say over half a million, 
goes me to first. Steve. You get me. Me, me first. So you cherry pick the the big ones, right? The fat commissions go to me. So and then and then you can cherry pick uh, zip codes. You can cherry yes. pick. You know, uh, you can you can assign agents zip codes. You can assign agents price ranges, whatever. Exactly right. Okay, so keep so, going. So here I am with a cup of coffee, and I'm I'm standing in the in the cafe, and I'm I take the lid off. Phone rings. I think, oh, that's Zillow. I've, I've got a little bit of. I'll, I put my sweetener in the in the cup, stir it, and ring number two comes. I put my lid on. I answer it between call uh, ring two and three. Okay, so it 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 uh, says this is uh, this is Zillow Premier. You have a call. It press one to take the call. I press one, and it says you'll be connected now. Press one. I press one. <laughs> Call's gone. It says the Zillow lead has been claimed. I thought, wait a minute, that what the? There's no way. I got this between the second and third call. So I'm walking outside, going to my car. I pick up the phone and I call my son Parker. I said, Parker, I got to ask you a question. He said, Yeah, I already got it. I said, Excuse me. He said, Did you get you had a Zillow call? I said, Yeah. He said, I, I've already taken care of it. I'm showing him homes at two o'clock today. So essentially, what has happened is he has found a way to. A, get to the phone faster than anybody that I know, and B, he's developed scripts and dialogue, and he's listened to me his whole life. As he tell, He's 30 years old, so he tells people, people say, how, how long have you been in real estate? And he says, 25 years. And they look at him like, you're crazy. And he points to me and he says, no, I've been going on appointments with him since I've been five years old. So in any, in any event, what happens is, um, he, uh, does he, our, have, does he have an assistant? I mean, is he doing all these 10 deals a month himself? Himself. He is doing it himself. So he's making, he, he probably made 200 grand last month and you're making 200 a year. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, it's, it's not, it's not quite like he's that. He's like you in 99 amplified. He, 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 is, he doesn't have to pay anyone. He, that's right. But what's going to, and I, and he and I, you know, we talk about this. But you're paying, he, you're paying for all the leads. I'm paying for the and leads. He's reaping but, the rewards. Yeah, but but he and I split the leads 50-50. So I'm 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 perfectly fine with I'm okay with that. If somebody said, you know, it sounds like you're not. It sounds like who's ever fastest gets the lead. No, 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 <laughs> but we but I but I still split the deal with him. That's my point. Oh, he gets, oh, you, he's still he's on a 50-50 split. Yeah, yeah, on any lead okay, that comes cool. from 50-50 all right, split. that's cool. All so, right, yeah, well, that's oh, good. You could do yeah. that all day long and not even work. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Like, uh, if you listen to Sam Monreal, who was episode four fifty nine, one of the one of the highest listened to ones uh, in the last couple of weeks, he claims that there is a deficit in lead spend to return on investment with Zillow, and essentially what he's saying is that the average agent spends $13,200 to get a $10,000 commission. Now, what he'd be saying in your, in your case is that you would be spending $10,320 to get a $5,000 commission because you got to give half of it to your son. Um, now, I don't know if that's the case, and, and I don't know if the, those numbers are accurate, but it's an interesting something to talk about. Have you, All right, so have you figured that out? Have you yeah, ever I looked have. back so, and said, man, I'm spending, you know, more money than, you know, I'm, I'm, my return on investment. What is your return on investment? That's the question. All right, right so now. here, so here's my, here's my number. My after, after Zillow has been paid. Okay. My net when I was done was $75,600 net. 
that was my net effort was Zillow's already been paid. So I got Zillow's all of my investment back plus another seventy six thousand for the first month or what is that for? No, since June last year. Since June of I, last year. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so for six months, seven months, yeah, ten grand. So for seven months, what'd you pay Zillow? Uh, well, it, it, it went in stages. Okay. You have to remember it started out right. lower and then, but you, you know, profited so I, 75 it, grand exactly, exactly. after you paid your son 50%. After, I paid, after exactly right. After I paid my son 50% after Zillow got paid, I did well. You did well. Okay. Did you have to work for it? Did you have to take any of those leads or? Um, no, that, in that fact, was all, that was all leads he ran with. Yeah, exactly. At Rebus University, we take the pain points out of selling real estate. Have you ever said out loud or in your mind, there are just no good leads or there's just no leads? Never again. That is exactly why we created 101 free ways to create real estate leads with real estate industry icon, Chad Goldwasser. Lost a listing to another agent? Never again. The Certified Listing Agent course goes through step-by-step step how eight of the world's top agents close 90-some percent of every listing appointment they go on. Industry icons like Buddy Blake and Marty Hampton have encouraged their entire team to take this course. And after they took it themselves, we gave them discounts for all their team members and we'll give you that same exact discount if you go to rebusuniversity.com. Had a listing expire and another agent take it over and then drop the price drastically and it sold right away? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Certified Price Reduction course. We've had several agents take that and get immediate price reductions. All of the reviews that we've gotten on rebusuniversity.com, by the way, have all been five stars. Our other flagship product, the Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn out of Omaha, Nebraska, has been selling off the shelves. Everybody wants to know what happens when you peel back the curtain of the Omaha's elite real estate team's inside business. Jeff and I sit down and talk about the nitty gritty of where every dollar that he makes comes from and where every dollar that he spends goes out. It's an incredible, candid 10-hour course on how to build the mega team of the future. Use coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first course now. RebusUniversity.com Well, it's definitely something... You know, I mean, it sounds like you got the system figured out. What what other best practices can you share to people out there who are thinking, mm, "Damn, I'm spending ten thousand three hundred twenty dollars. I'm only getting back ten, so I'm negative." You know, what well, should I do? How do I, I, how do well, I fix this? Yeah. I've I've thought about that a lot. Number one, um, in this day and age, I mean, in the old days, all I would do is just simply just jack up my advertising and where it's going to go in, in print media, and I would just make myself so dominant that nobody else showed up. You know, it, 
what I what I try and do is say, okay, what real estate is no different today than it was thirty or forty or fifty years ago. The difference that there is within real estate is where do and how do the leads arrive. You know, when I when I look at individual agents who sell, for example, luxury real estate, that's a very different model than somebody who's selling five hundred homes a year, as you know, and when you when you listen to both of those people and, and how they do what they do it's one is is spending a great deal of money uh nurturing their clientele whether that be events and things of that nature I, you know one of the things that that i have not done now that that i've talked about quite a bit i i play golf and as a matter of fact uh my family it, it, they're just a bunch of scratch golfers so i got a bunch of really good players in my family. Parker, my son, uh, was a professional golfer, so he actually played for money. And and I belong to a, a, a very well-known golf club in the Twin Cities. They just We just had the Ryder Cup at our club. And one of the things that I've thought about doing that I've not decided yes or no yet, I just need to kind of evaluate a little bit more, is, is have a, a client appreciation golf tournament that allows them to play at a place like that and would that that's twenty five thousand dollars would that would that get me more mileage then and i don't know whether it would or wouldn't would that get me more mileage and a lot more business and repeat business from my clientele which is going to be a little more elevated in terms of price range maybe maybe i mean you'd have to try it you'd have to try it and see and then you have to work the hell of it you know what i mean like if i if i were you 39 years in the business that's all I would do. I would, I would go and say, Hey, you know, I can make 75 grand not working and having my 30 year old son, you know, uh, you know, do all the work that, that, that's a win. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't do any of that stuff. I would say I only work with clients from the golf club with, for a million dollars or more. And right. that, that, like Mike Brody, um, from yeah, Keller Williams. Yeah. He, that, that's what he does. He'll only take, right. he only takes, listings above a million bucks you know if it's 950 he won't take it so he just made a decision you know everything else gets referred out and that's what i would do if i were you 40 years in the business i'd be like i only work with golfers over a million bucks well and it's not just golfers but i mean the the, and the point is in my market that uh, that would be ideal but my market there isn't enough million dollar properties that are there and that that the inventory turns aren't there that's that's a problem so, you know, if I look at, if I look at my, is anyone doing it, uh, in my market? No, I mean, they're, they're in me, I'm, I'm, I, I've sold more upper end homes in that price category than any other agent in, in, okay. in all of my market and have done so for a longer, longer period of time. Interestingly enough, though, I have an offer on a house right now that's 2.9 million. Uh, and I've got an offer on a house that's 99,000. <laughs> yeah. Two listings of mine. So, I mean, it's everything in between, but, but more or less, you know, my, my average selling price is about 420,000. That's my average. Yeah. The rest of my team, no, they're 250. Hmm. Well, make it 750 or 650 or something, you know what I mean? And uh, that's what I would do. And then if you, if you make that your one thing, if you make that something that you hyper-focus on, that will work. If you just make it like one more thing that you do, it probably won't work. You know what I mean? But right. if you just say, you know what, this is this is this is who I am now, 
Yeah. I'm not going to take this night. You shouldn't be taking that night. 39 years in the business. You shouldn't be taking a $99,000 listing, right? I <laughs> mean, that's a chump story. change, right? Yeah. But that's this is great. I hope you don't mind. This is a very engaging conversation because um, I think there's a lot of other people out there. And I've talked to a lot of people on the show that have, you know, family uh, coming up through the business. And the reason is because it's a very lucrative business. You want your kids to have money. To, to to have a good life, and it's a great way to make money. I mean, the the commissions in real estate are very fat. That's why, um, that's why. Quite frankly, I stuck with it. That's probably why you stuck with it. So, what advice can you give to people listening that want to bring their kids into the business? What are what what are some best practices, and maybe what are some mistakes that you made to make sure that they don't make the same ones? Well, I think best practices starts when they're children. I, I mean, I don't think it starts with business. If we're talking family, if, if we're if we're talking other associates that are not related to you, that's that's a different kind of a conversation. But family wise, family, yeah, yeah, family wise, I've got I've got four sons, and my sons. This is what my sons do. I have my oldest son is a real estate appraiser. My next son is Parker, who is one of my partners. My next son is a designer. And what I mean by designer, it's he does work for Google and Facebook and Apple and all kinds. Of, he, he's into, he's self-employed. And my last son is a is an architect. So three of the four are literally in real estate, one way or another. The middle one, interestingly enough, when he was when he was applying to college, he used to do design work for me and graphic work and so forth. And and. And I remember in part of his uh, part of his resume, and his resume is is very colored and and very prestigious in terms of what he does. And he used to have on there director of advertising, marketing, and uh, and something else for Colwell Banker. I and I'd say, wait, Taylor, you can't do that. You you didn't work for Col. You worked for me. Well, yeah, I know, but you're not as important as Colwell Banker. So anyway, the the idea of a, of children coming in, I, I'm, I'm blessed by the fact that all of my boys saw my work ethic from the time that they were babies. And, and at the same time, the one gift that I think I've been given, and perhaps to them and them to me, is the fact that, you know, all those years that, that I sold 100 plus homes, when they were really small children, I, I, virtually never missed an event for them. And I had over a thousand events, by the way, in 1998, that would be, they were all very athletic. So I had, I had, and, and a few of them were very talented where some of what they did would cause us to have to travel all over North America, Canada, especially Canada with hockey and, and, uh, and the upper Midwest. But so, so I was very proud of the fact that I could sell real estate at that level and still be a really good dad. And I think that, you know, the, maybe the, the footing of them seeing me care so much about them and seeing how hard I work to provide for my family and be able to take world-class vacations and own property and, and do things, uh, that, that a lot of people couldn't do. I think they saw that work ethic and saw what it got and the fact that the things that it allowed us to do as a family. And I think that was important. So they're all really, really hard workers. I didn't have to teach that. Now, if, and I've had this conversation with my son Parker and also with Nicole, is that, you know, what 
Parker will say to me is, is Dad, you know, how are you going to motivate the other people in our group? And I said, well, first of all, I can inspire them, but the motivation has to be them. I mean, I don't, I can, I can teach them and I can show them by example and I can encourage and I can do all those things and inspire them. But if they don't have the killer instinct to want to go do what I do or what Parker does or Nicole does, I, I can't teach you, that. Wow. And you named your son, Nicole? No, my son is Parker. Nicole is my other partner. Nicole is a, a lady. Okay. Wow. I, I was like, wait a minute. What did, what did I miss here? Yeah, no, <laughs> my other son. I, I, I thought you said my other that? son. Yeah. I'm like, Sorry wait, about wait. That. that's all right. No. Okay. Your other partner. All yeah, right. So no. that makes sense. So work ethic is, you know, and still work ethic. they work hard. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you've certainly, you know, made a lot of money on real estate. If they see that they're either going to be drawn to it or they're going to be like, think to themselves, oh, dad worked too hard. Um, I don't want that. And then decide not to do it. If they decide to do it, they know that it's going to require a lot of work. Nothing great comes without sacrifice and they're up for that game. Right. And, and so if, if they don't see that, then maybe the, the, you know, the answer is to just make sure that they see that, that, that let them know it's going to be hard work. Um, but if they do, there's, there's major fruits. And when, when your 30 year old son's time to come pay taxes shows up at, at next year, at the end of this year, and it looks like he made over half a million dollars profit or the way he's going six, he might make a million. I got to get him on the show for real. You know, uh, your son, that's the appraiser might, might say, you know what, uh, you know, I'm joining dad too, because this is, you know, this is ridiculous. Well, that I'm is going slept getting a hundred bucks an appraiser. Appraisal. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know what? You're exactly right. He, he, uh, it's, it's funny, Pat, he was actually doing, you know, and, and it's a conflict of interest for him to do any appraisals for any work that any of us do, of course. Of course. Yeah. So he's out doing it. And, and most of the, most of the people in the twin city market, at least the, the top people, I, I know them all very quite well. And, uh, and so he's out doing an appraisal on a, on a property and he called me up and he said, dad, you know, so-and-so. And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, well, he said, I, I was doing an appraisal on a home that he sold in a, another part of town. And, uh, and he looked at me and said, you know, my, my son's name is Blake. And he said, uh, Blake, are you related to Steve Pemberton? And he said, yeah, that's my dad. And he, and he said, he looked at me, dad, honestly, like I was speaking Chinese. And he said to me, what are you doing being an appraiser? He said, well, that's what I do. He said, no, no, you don't understand. He said, your dad is so well known. Why are you not working with your dad? And, and so he came, he and I were having dinner and he was telling me that. And I, I said, well, as you know, Blake, I have never encouraged any of you guys to follow me. I mean, if that's something that any of you want to do, I want it to be your decision. And there is no promise of this is going to be as easy for you right. as what I've made it look. Because yeah, I've right. made it look easy, and as you know, Pat, this is not an easy business. It's a hard, it, it's a hard life. But in 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 return for that, the fruits are are incredible. You know, I agree. I mean? So, well, and and you know, when you had asked me earlier, you know, I went from from making eleven thousand four hundred dollars a year at R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company in nineteen seventy seven, and 
moving to and I and doing fifteen million dollars worth of business for them. I was I was their top guy at twenty one years old. Within a year they wanted to transfer me to Toledo and I said, I'm not going to Toledo and I came to Minneapolis and went back and quit my job and my boss said, you know, wait a minute, you're going we're we're gonna promote you. I said I'm I'm done. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go move to Minneapolis. Well why would you do that? I'm gonna sell real estate. And he looked at me and said, Do you have any idea how hard that is? I I suppose I didn't know how hard it was and I didn't really care. You know, people said, what was plan B for you? If you, if you failed, I said, I didn't, we didn't, my wife and I started together. We didn't have plan B didn't exist. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Well, you made it work obviously. And you've had, you know, an, an incredible run here. And so listen, guys, if uh, you have anybody in the uh, uh, twin cities areas, Right, you, 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 Steve. You pretty much cover what Minneapolis, yeah. St. Paul, everything like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. If you have any anything in that area, you know the guy to refer it to. And uh, I'm going to put all of Steve's information on hybendigital.com backslash Steve Pemberton. Hybendigital.com backslash Steve Pemberton. P E M P E R T O N. And you know some great attaching. Uh, podcast to hear uh, on the leads again 459 Sam Monreal you guys got to listen to that and also listen to any of the uh, Craig Northrup or Elaine Northrup interviews uh, all um, uh, both have been on the show a couple of times you just go to hybendigital.com uh, type in Northrup into the search bar and uh, Steve thanks for coming on brother I really appreciate it if I'm ever in the Twin City areas I will definitely look you up we can break some bread that'd be terrific thank you Pat Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also... Don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to padhyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere. And easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.